Okay, we are doing Daf Ayin Beis. Uh, we're in the middle, we'll start again right from the bottom of Ayin Aleph and Beis. We're in the middle of discussing the question of if you make a sheet of Mavos, does that replace the need to make an air of Chatzeros? And the question of is that pretty much the function is the same because the sheet of Mavos enjoins all the Chatzeros together. Since they're sharing a Kamen alley, they would ask on each other if they don't become one. So they become one by making a sheet of so now that all the chatzeros are viewed as being one, why would there be a need for the chatzeros that are open to each other to make an near chatzeros to permit carrying from one to the other? They're automatically one just the way that just in the way that they are because they're all joined through the sheet of mavos. So this is a machlokas tanoim between Rabbi Meir and the Rabbanon if the sheet of can help for the Arab. So Rabbi Meir says it can't. You have to make even if you make an Arab, you need a sheet of you make a sheet of you need an Arab. And it seems to me that the reason is we don't want people to forget, even though technically it does work, but there is different two, because they're two separate institutions. So we require both. As the Rabbanan say, no, if you make a sheet of then you don't have to make an error. So now the Gemara explains what's the case. Just so I, again, one, the one important introduction is that the Allah is by Erechatzeros, where the way that it works is all the houses are becoming merged. So you need to use bread. You need to use bread because the Iker deer of a person is only defined by where their bread is. So you have to use bread. If you don't use bread, then uh, it doesn't work. Whereas when you're making a sheet of Mavaz, you're able to use uh, when you make a, when you make a sheet of you can use like other other food materials as well. Like in our Gemara's case, we're going to be talking about wine. So when we have the discussion, can you, can, does a sheet of replace the need to make an Arab? We can have that discussion in a case where you use bread, and we can have that discussion in a case where you use wine. So now the Gemara explains, Rabbi Nachumi and Rabbi disagree about the case here. When you're making a sheet of bread, everybody would agree, a mayor and the rabbanan agree that even just a sheet of is good because you're using something which could help for Arab. So what's the difference if I if I if I, if I make it for a sheet of? Bottom line is I'm using something uh, I'm using bread which could work for for an Arab. So even though I'm making it for the sheet of, it's fine. Keep leaving behind the whole machlok is and the rabbanan where they would disagree is only for the sheet of is made with wine. That's why the rabbanan held. That the sheet, that's why Rameer held that the sheet can't be used is because it's not from the right uh, it's not from the right thing that could help for an Arab. That's why it can't work. And there even the Rabbanon, but still the Rabbanon disagreed and they said the sheet could be in place of the Arab. If you're making the sheet with wine, everybody agrees that you need two separate things, the sheet of an Arab, because since it's it's separate, so if it's separate, it can't work. Right? In other words, there's separate qualifications. When you're making an Arab, you need bread. So how can you use a sheet of wine to take care of they need to make an error with bread. Keep leaking with pops. The whole disagreement would only be if the sheet was made with bread. That's where a mayor holds. Even with bread, you need to make a separate one. And the Rabbanon all know that um, that the sheet of bread can take the place of the need of the error. Okay, so the Gemara says, Mesve, is this true? It said, You can either join an Arab or make a sheet of. So if, it, if we're giving either option, so my love, what are the two options? Isn't it either you can join an Arab for the Chatzar for using bread, or join a sheet of the Mavoi with wine? Because we're assuming it could be with each one in the way that it is. So, so, so it's the same way. Normally, when I make a shita, if I could use wine, I don't have to use bread, and that's what it's saying. I could do. I could just make a shita, but it's halachos, uh, which would which would mean it could work even if it uses wine, and that would help to cover the need for erev chazir. So the Gemara says, no, not necessarily. There's all the rights. It means to say, they can either make an erev in the chazir bread. There'll be mutter here and there. Um, or Use a sheet of the mavo with bread and be mutter here and here. So it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you can use 
you can use a sheet of wine to cover the ear. Whenever, whenever you're covering the ear, it could really be like the second opinion is saying that uh, that you need to use bread. It has to be something that could work for the other one, and only in that case, what could is their abundant opinion true that it can cover the other one? Says the Gemara, how do we pass? Can Amar Rabbi Yudam Halachik Rabbi Meir? We pass like Rabbi Meir. So that means that we cannot. Um, we cannot use shita to take the place of error. The custom is like Rabbi Meir, meaning it's not something that we teach publicly, but uh, that's Lamaisa where 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 we know that where are, where the rabbis think the rabbis psak really leans, but we don't teach it publicly necessarily. That's just the minig of the people, meaning we don't even teach it at all. But the Maisa, that's what we go like. That's we don't protest. That's what people do. We do people do like Rabbi Meir. That's we're okay with that. So. It's interesting here because Rabbi Meir's opinion here is a Chumrah, and the Gemara is having three different levels of how strong we hold of the Chumrah. Is it absolutely for sure that we hold of the Chumrah? Is it only um, encouraged on a private level? Or we don't even get into the way. We just, whatever people do, people do. But either way, um, uh, there are different varying opinions of how strong it is, but it looks like the Gemara is coming out that the Psach is like Rabbi Meir, that you're supposed to have separate things for Shittah and for Erev Chatseros. Okay. So now, after we've dealt with that, now we go back to the regular Erev Chatseros case. Again, Erev Chatseros, the idea is that if you have separate residences, when you have separate places that uh, are open to a Chatser, like separate houses are owned to a Chatser, so since they all are, are joined in their in their usage of the Chatser, so they would ask around each other unless they come together. And the way that they come together is that they all make an Erev together. Everybody, everybody collect, you can collect a little bit of bread from everybody, and we keep it in one place. So what happens, what defines having different residences? Like, let's say you have a different house. Obviously, that's a separate one. But the Mishnah starts with a very fat, interesting case. You have one huge mansion where there are seven different peoples, groups of people. So they have, like, there's a chater, which serves, you know, a lot of people. But 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 there is a five different areas of the mansion. And each group is spending their time here in the mansion in a separate uh, in a separate part, in a separate room. So how do we consider that? Is they considered to be one residence or five residences? So we'll see the circumstances. What are the walls that are dividing them? Are they really separate rooms? Are they strong walls? Are they not? So we'll see in the Gemara a bunch of different opinions about how to view it. So every group needs to make its own. Meaning of let's say the groups here are joining an Erev with the other people of the other Chatzar, so each group has to contribute to the Erev because it's considered five separate places. And the same thing, let's say they're not combining with anyone else. They just want to know, could they carry around in the mansion? So they, they would. They wouldn't need an error because it's considered to be five separate groups. That's Bishama's opinion. Since they're residing in different like rooms of the home, so of the mansion, so they're considered to be five different groups, five different residences, five different theorists, which were Asra and each other. And one era was good for all of them. Uh, and the idea is, is that is that the walls that are dividing between them, according to Basil, aren't strong enough to really make division. So it's considered to be one overall place, uh, one overall big place of Dira. Basil would agree that if some of them are in rooms, some of them are in the upper stories, there Basil would agree that you need an air for each group. So we're going to have to see exactly what the case is. Um, and while tomorrow we'll analyze what is what is this upper stories and lower stories, what is the case where Bisham and Basil are talking about. But there's some idea of distinction where even Basil is going to agree that it certainly divides them and they need a separate air. But Basil is only talking about a case where they're not really divided. There's some sort of flimsy walls that are uh, that are actually divided between them. So the Gemara now discusses what's divided. The whole Machlok is where the groups are separated with a very weak sort of divi- uh, divider. Rashi explains it doesn't go up too high. It's made flimsily. It's um, it's made with little pieces of wood. The question is that it's possibly not even ten falcom high. So you don't really have a halachic sense of division. Yes, you have separate, you know, 
rooms that are allocated for each group, but there's nothing really dividing the groups at all. You don't have a dinner mechitza that's dividing them. So since you don't have a dinner mechitza that's dividing them at all, that's where we can understand Basilo's opinion that they're considered um, one big group. But if the groups are separated with a tent, high, wall, different, then even Basilo would agree that the Arab is going to be necessary for each group because they're going to be considered divided because of all these walls. However, the Gemara says, second version, even if it's just this weak little, you know, um, wooden little divider that's less than 10 Tvachim, still there's going to be a Machlokas between Beisham and Vesol. Meaning, the point that we're trying to bring out is that, is that there's a Machlokas where the Machitzas are 10 Tvachim high, Vesol still says, uh, in that case, you do not need to make an error between them. They're considered one group. Beisham disagrees with that. And Beisham disagrees also in a case where there's little flimsy walls. So they argue in both cases. In both cases, whether they're the Machitzas 10 Tvachim high or the flimsy walls less than 10 Tvachim high, in both cases, Beisham is saying they're viewed as different groups and they answer on each other. And Beisham is saying they're viewed as one big group and they do not restrict each other. Okay, two different opinions. And now we get more more opinions here, more clarity about what the Machlokas is. Rabbi the son of Rabbi, argued about the case. The Machlokas is Machitos that go all the way up to the ceiling. In other words, we're dealing that that specifically temporary ones, like maybe like a curtain, Rashi explains, but it's a type of curtain that goes all the way up to the ceiling. So it's not the most you know permanent thing. It's just like, it seems like more of a makeshift thing, like a curtain, but it goes all the way up to the ceiling. And that's where there's a dispute. If, since it all goes all up to the ceiling, Bishami says that it divides them into different groups. And Bishol says, since it's still a temporary nature, even though it goes all the way up to the ceiling, they're viewed as being one big group. If the, the, the curtains that are separating them don't go all the way up to the ceiling, so even though technically they might be a machitza, but if they don't go all the way up to the to the uh, to the ceiling, then everybody would agree, both Beishamai and Beisola would agree that one Arab is good for all of them because because since it goes all since it doesn't go all the way up, for sure there's not a strong sense of division. So Rashi explains that this Amora now is disagreeing with both of the previous explanations. Before we were talking about in the first explanation that ten tops of Akham High would certainly require different errors, and according to the Amora, it's not true. They disagree only if the curtains reach the court reach the curtain, and uh, it also disagrees with the second version of Rav Nachman because only if the Mechitzos um, reach the ceiling does Beisham a hole that you need a separate error. Okay. No, the machlokas is only if the machitzos don't reach the ceiling. If the machitzos do reach the ceiling, everybody would agree that it needs uh, that it needs a separate one. So we have basically after all is said and done, these two amaram here are, are understanding. The case is. To be where there's temporary curtains that are established. Just what's the case? According to one opinion, the machlokas is dafka when they are, um, when the, when they are magios to the ceiling. Not magios to the ceiling. Everybody agrees it's one, and one is saying the opposite. The machlokas machitzas that are not reaching the ceiling. If they reach the ceiling, everybody agrees you need two. Whereas before, Rav Nachman's two versions. Rav Nachman was doing versions about whether or not the machitza was ten high versus the machitza being less than ten tefachim high. So we have two different ways of analyzing completely what the machlokas is about, but. The overall concept here is that it's one big mansion, and we're trying to figure out what sense of division is the case where Beisham and Beisil are arguing about whether they're considered to, to be uh, to be divided or not by by somewhat temporary walls di- di- divided between them. So now the Gemara says, Mitzvah, we have a kasha from the Bryce. Amar of Yudah Hasaba, of Yudah Hasaba said, it's interesting, Hasaba, as he says, means he was a big thinker. 
Asaber, the one who thinks. Rabbi Yudah Asaber says, Don't disagree about walls that reach the ceiling. They would need an error for each group. Where do they where they where do they disagree? If the machitos do not reach the ceiling, Shammai says need error for each group. So one error is for all of them. So let's go over it. So this price is clearly saying that they don't argue about walls that reach the ceiling. So clearly this price refused the one who said that they argue about the case where they have curtains reaching the ceiling. Clearly here it says but black on white explicit in the price that they don't disagree if the machitos reach the ceiling. So that's clear. To the, to the other opinion that they're arguing about cases where the, where the machitos don't reach the ceiling, this price it clearly supports. It's very good. It's very clear. It seems to support. According to the first version of Rav Nachman, that the machlokas was, if it's divided by a machitza that's not ten tachem high, but if it was divided, but that's where there was a machlokas. But if it was divided by a machitza which was ten tachem high, even Basil would agree they're separate. Yifta, this price refutes them because it doesn't sound like Basil. Basil agrees. It sounds like from the price here, Basil would, would would hold its one as long as it doesn't reach the ceiling. Even if it's ten twelve high, as long as it doesn't reach the ceiling, Basil is going to say it's one group. So it contradicts that opinion of Rav Nachman that Basil is only by by less than ten twelve high. According to the second version of Nachman, the Machlokas is both by when it's less than ten twelve and when it's above ten twelve. Is it is it, is this price a, a, a show that he's wrong? No, as the price said. We're talking about where machitzos separate them. Should we say that the brisa is inferring that it's dafka, uh, but machitzos but less than ten tefachim? Not everybody would agree it's one and it's a tiyufta because we see that in the beisham I wouldn't disagree if it's less than ten tefachim high. So I'm like, not going to know. machitzos don't receive us. They would disagree if by machitzos ten tefachim high if it's not machitzos to the ceiling, and they would also disagree about if it's less than ten tefachim high. The only reason that the brisa mentioned the case of machitzos which was ten tefachim high was just to show you how far beisila went that he was so makel. That even if you have a real machitza, since it doesn't reach the ceiling, Beishila was saying that you only need one air. But the truth is, Beishama disagrees not only in that case when you have machitzas that are tetachah high, Beishama disagrees even if you have machitzas that are not tetachah high. Says the Gemara, you're saying the Bryce has said one thing and it's lavdafka because the other, it would be in another case as well. So say the opposite. But let me see. But the Bryce should have said they argue about a case where the machitza is not tetachah high. To show you how far Beishama went. And uh, so, in other words, why is the price of talking about a case of machitzas that don't reach the ceiling to tell you how far Basila went? It should tell you, speak about machitzas that aren't heads vachem high to show you how far Basila went. Says the Gemara, a very interesting principle, koach la'atera adib. It's always better to show how far a lenient opinion goes. A leniency is always a bigger chiddush than a stringency because it's very easy to be stringent. You just, you just, if you don't know something, you have to be stringent. But to be lenient, you really, really have to know that something is true. So it's always a bigger chiddush to teach leniency than it is to teach stringency. So therefore, we prefer to talk about the case that even where there are mechitzas that are ten tzvachim high and still know that Basil is lenient, that was, we prefer teaching that than teaching a case where it's lower than ten tzvachim and, teach, and teaching the koach of the stringency of Eishamai that he offered even in a case where it's less than ten tzvachim. So now the Gemara wants to know how do we paskin Omar Nachman, Omar Rav, Halacha Ridah, Sabah, Halacha is like him. Halacha is the way he established the case that everybody agrees if the machitos reach the ceiling, then, then they're considered separate groups. The machlokas is where it doesn't reach the ceiling. The Mishnah also implies that way. The Mishnah said <coughs> that everybody agrees. The language of the Mishnah was that if some of them are in rooms or upper stories, so they're separated by, 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 by stories, then <coughs> they need an air for each group. 
So my chadarma myelios. What type of rumors does it mean when we say this story in the upper story? What do we mean exactly by that? If you say it means like literally separate rooms, mamish, real walls divided between them, and actual stories divided between them, totally different apartments, pshita, then it's obvious that they're separate rooms. Why would the Mishnah even have to bring that out? Basil agrees that separate apartments in a building require require an ear of chatzir. So of course, that's that, that's not a novelty. It must be that what it meant is ke'in chadarm, ke'in alios, that we meant that, it, that you have one big room that's divided with walls that are similar to uh, separate walls. My new one, what's an example like that? They're only really, uh, they're only really curtains, but they are curtains which reach the ceiling. We see from here that Basil would agree in a case where you have, uh, where you have curtains that reach the ceiling that they're considered separate and uh, they must each, uh, they're considered separate, separate residents and they all have to contribute to the area. So the Gemara is coming out that that's really the understanding that the case of this mansion is that there are, there are, there are there are mechitos, like curtains that are going up to the ceiling, not separate apartments. There, it's obvious you need separate groups. But the case is here that you have curtains going up to the ceiling. They still, I'm sorry, that don't reach, that don't reach the ceiling. They still are saying since they don't reach the ceiling, so it's treated like one group. They shall is saying, but since they're valid mechitos, they're ten fachim high, so therefore. Uh, it would require an ear. But in a case where they actually, these curtains actually go up to the ceiling, then even Basila would agree that uh, you need, they, they have to come together and make an ear. Okay, very good. So until now, we've been assuming that the case isn't only about whether moving their ears somewhere else, but even in case of making an internal ear, meaning let's say there's nothing else, just this mansion, but the, do they need to come together to make an ear when they're in the mansion? According to Basila, no, because they're one big group. And according, they're, they're just considered one dira. And according to Beishama, yeah, they are separate diras that are all going to be using, let's say, the outside of the mansion altogether. But now the Tana said, the Brisa teaches a very different um, interpretation of where the, 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 the machlokas is. So Tana, when is the Mishnah have a machlokas if they're considered separate or not? Only when the people in the mansion are taking their ears to another place. Meaning, let's say the mansion opens into a chazer and there's a separate building that opens into a chazer. So it's not only... We're not only trying. We're not really trying to figure out if all the five people in the mansion are 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 are, are each other. We we want to know something else. We want to know they definitely are restricted in carrying from the chazer unless they merge together with the other building that opens into the chazer. And the question is, when they go to merge the mansion together with the other building, uh, so that they'll be allowed to carry in the chazer, do they have to? Do they all have to contribute bread to that area that they're making with the other with the other house in the chazer, or? Could 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 one apartment just give bread, um, and we say that it's given on behalf of the whole of the, of the whole mansion? That's where there's a dispute between Beisham and Beisol. When they're taking it to another place, to a different house in the Chatzar, so you've got the mansion and another house. They're being joined, and they're joining. They have joint usage in a Chatzar together. So when you're combining the mansion with the other house, and now the question is, do we have to? When we're combining the mansions, do we have to give one bread or bread from all of them? And that was is going to depend whether or not. They're considered five residences or just one. That's where the machlokas is. Avo in my Reuben but if the Arab comes to them, meaning let's say the, the 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 they're just alone, okay, keep that. They're they're the only people who are here, or or even if there's another house in the chatzah, but the, the 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 people of the other house bring the bread to the mansion. Everybody agrees one Arab is good for all of them. So meaning to say that it doesn't definitely copy the Arab itself, copy the mansion itself. 
we're going to consider that the mansion itself is viewed as one big thing, not as separate residences. The whole Chumrah of Beishamah that is treated like separate residences isn't clapping the mansion itself. It's clapping when the mansion is going to be mitzvah to another place, and the mansion definitely has to give bread. So there we say, how much bread does it have to give? It has to give a separate one for each of the rooms within the mansion. That's where Beishamah is saying his din. But if we just are looking at the mansion objectively into it, unto itself, how many residences are, are here? Beishamah agrees it's only viewed as, run, as one residence. So if the bread comes to the mansion, for sure that's good. You don't say that the, all the rooms in the mansion restrict on each other. There's no such principle. Since ultimately it's only one house, it's not like separate real apartments. Again, remember that. It's just like these makeshift curtains that exist within the mansion. Uh, for the separate groups, everybody agrees that the different groups do not restrict on each other, and therefore it would not be necessary for everybody to to give bread. The whole machlokas, the whole beishamai, is only when the mansion is going to be mitzdarif with another house in the chater. There, beishamai is as far that is not enough for one bread is given to the whole mansion. Each a home, each group within the mansion has to give bread. Says the Gemara, Kaman <coughs> who's it going like what we say in the Brisa? Five people in a chatzar collect the Erev. If they take the Erev to another place, Erev and one Erev goes for all of them. So meaning, what's the case? You have, let's say, five houses that all share the chatzar. Okay, so they all make an Erev. Good. Now, that chatzar now also was open, had an entranceway to another chatzar that they want to join with. What's the what's the halacha? The halacha is that they could join because of the entranceway. Do they all have to go join and make it and go give bread to the second chatzar? No. One person can give it for all of them. One ear suffices for all of them. Come on, who's that? Like Beisel, it's going like Beisel. Because Beishamah would say there would be, you would need to make a new ear for each person in order to make their chatzar with the next one. This price, it was saying not. So it must be that we're going like Beisel because it's a, it, it's an exact parallel to our case. We're saying here in our case with the mansion, everybody agrees. Beishamah and Beisel both agree that they're considered, that the whole mansion objectively unto itself is considered one residence. They're all considered joint because it's the same mansion. Beishamah was just saying if they go to be Mitzdarif with another home in the Chatzar, there we'd say that separate bread has to be given uh, for each group. So according to Beishamah, the same thing would be true if you have multiple uh, houses that came together in an era of if, if, if now that entire Chatzar wants to merge together with another Chatzar, everyone would have to give a new contribution of bread. But according to Beis Hillel, the same way we're saying here with the mansion, since they've come together because they're one mansion. So therefore, if they go to merge with another house, you don't need a separate contribution from each group. The same thing would be there. If you have many houses that have come together with an Arab, if that now whole Chatzar wants to merge with another Chatzar, they would not have to have a contribution from each house. It says in Marvi Igadami, some people have the price of saying like this, but when is the Mishnah said, we show you about Zlan? If the Arab of the Chatzar comes to them and it's kept in one of the places in the mansion. That's the case where there's a machlokas b'sham le'sil, where the Erev is coming to them. There, b'sil says that the mansion objectively is not viewed that each of the residents asar on each other. There, b'sil says it. There, b'sil is leaning. But if the mansion is trying to merge together with another house, and they're bringing bread from them to merge together with another house, the mimater or chatzar that they have joined usage with, even b'sil would agree, has to give. Meaning, even though they're joined together in the, in the mansion, and that's all good that they don't restrict on each other within the mansion. But if they go to join together with another house that has a similar courtyard, even Basil is going to agree that to represent them, they need each to give uh, some bread. So according to this, if that's even after they're joined in the mansion, they all have to give bread if they want to merge with another house. And then now, who does that Brisa go like? <laughs> so Kaman Azah Hadatanya, who does the Brisa go like when the Brisa said, Chamisha should go as a Ruvan? Five people of Chatzar collected the Eros, Matar and the Chatzar. So now they're joined through their Eros. And now that whole Chatzar decides to merge with another 
They take their Erev to another place, to another Chatzar, to join with it, Erev Echolokulan. They don't have to have a contribution from each of the houses. One Erev works for all of them because they're already joined with their own Erev. Come on, it's not going like anyone. It's not going like Basil either because here we're saying, according to this version, that even Basil, who, who is saying that the mansion is viewed like one big residence, that's only if the Erev comes to them. <coughs> but if they go, the mansion, whole mansion goes to merge together with another house, then they have to have a separate contribution from each residence. So we see that even though Klape themselves are considered merged, but when now that they're going to merge with someone else, they need a contribution from each from each from each group. So so too in the case where you have five houses which each collective bread together to make them mutter to carry in one chatzer, if that big chatzer decides to merge with another chatzer, you're going to need separate bread from all of them. So that price which said that you don't comes out that it's not like a shamanabiso, which is a problem. So it goes much better like the previous version. The previous version is saying that 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 just the opposite in a lenient way. Even Beishama, you were saying it was separate groups, was only saying when the when the people imagine go to give the air of somewhere else. But if the air comes to them, even Beishama would agree, like it's that is treated like one residence. Okay, so now the Mishnah is going to elaborate more on what's considered separate residence. Uh, separate deers. And just, I guess, a basic introduction is that, you know, if you have many people in the same house, they don't each have to contribute to the Arab and they don't restrict on each other. It's all about households, all about people living together. So what defines living together? That's this next sugya, an important sugya. Let's say you have different brothers who all eat from their father's table. They sleep in their own homes. They sleep in separate places. They all have, you know, their, their houses are all in the same chatzar as their fathers. Other people also live there. But they uh, so they sleep separately, but they all eat by their father. So they need an ear for each one of them <laughs> because they're considered separate. Why are they considered separate? It seems to be because they sleep separately. So even though they eat together, but since they, they sleep separately, they're considered to be different dearest, different residences, and therefore they restrict that upon each other. They each have to give each have to give to the ear. Let's say one of them forgot he didn't join the ear of so he has to do pitel, meaning since we're saying that they're treated as separate residences and they each have to give the air of one for God, he would have to do bittal. And if he doesn't do bittal, it would not be allowed to carry. When is this much? That's all. If they bring the air to another place in the Chatzar, meaning if the air is being kept in the house of someone else in the Chatzar and they're contributing to it, then they each have to give separate contributions. Because since there's other residents that are uh, that are restricting, so the brothers also restrict on each other and they all have to contribute. If the air is being kept by them in the father's house, so then the brothers don't have to contribute, right? Because the idea is them clapping their father, they're considered to be part of the, to be, they're all considered to be part of the father's house. If no one else lives there, if it's just the brothers and the father, they don't have to make, they don't have to make an error. So we're saying a fascinating distinction. If there are other people who are around, so then since those people are, are restricting on the father, so all these, all these people, and the Arab is being kept by the other person. So, so now all the brothers are viewed as if they're restricting as well, and they all have to contribute to the Arab. But if the Arab is being kept in the father's house, these people are all automatically included in the father's house. So if the Arab is by the father, the same way he doesn't have to give an Arab because the Arab is by him, it's like everyone's living there. So all the brothers are connected to the father's house. They don't have to do it either. Or if, let's say, it was just the father and the brothers living in the Chatzar, it wouldn't be a problem. They wouldn't restrict upon each other, and uh, there would be no need to give an Arab. So it's interesting. The brothers with the father, are they considered separate or are they considered the same? It's complicated. If there's someone else and the Arab is by them, so Nigo that the father is and is, is restricting on, on, on with other people and they have to have to make it they have to make an Arab. So all the brothers have to make separate contributions as well. They can't automatically just be included with the father's contribution. When you're contributing, even the, all the residents have to contribute. Masha Inkin, if they're the only ones there, they don't restrict Stam upon each other. 
So the Gemara starts off. We see from here that it's the place of sleep that determines where a person is, is leaving. And this is really going to be a machlokas. If a person has two places, one where you sleep and one where you eat, which one is your ikr dir? Is it the place where you eat or in the case where you sleep? So in our Mishnah, they eat by the father. Their own houses they use for sleeping. And the Mishnah is still saying that they each have to give their own contribution to the Arab because they sleep in different places. So it sounds like that what? If they would sleep by the father, then they would be one and only the father would have to give to the Arab. So it seems that very clearly that 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 we're saying that um, it's the place of sleeping can determine residence. Uh, even though, so even though in our case in the mission they're all eating by the father, still the father's contribution doesn't work for them since they sleep separately. They each have to give their own contribution. That's what it sounds like. So the Gemara says it's not a proof. The mission was only talking about a case, not where they actually eat by the father. They're just getting support from the father. They don't actually eat there. They eat in their own home. So they're just going from their, um, they get handouts from the father. So therefore, if no one else is around the Lechatzah, just them, so they don't restrict down each other because they're all connected to the father's restrictions because they get the handouts. But Lamai said they eat and sleep in their own house. So therefore, if there are other residents in the Lechatzah, so the father asks on them, then, and the father is forced to contribute in the air with the other person, then then then, then these people have to make separate contributions at, at, as well. So it's an interesting an interesting chilek. We're coming out there really, really where you do eat couldn't make you consider you living there. So if they... If they actually literally eat by the father, then the father's contributions would work for them all because eating in a place is considered is considered as if you're totally living there. So if the father, if they literally eat by the father's house, the father's contributions would work on their behalf as well. They would never have to contribute their own. The mission didn't mean that they were actually eating by the father, actually eating by their own home. They're just receiving handouts from the father to go buy their food. So that gives them enough connection to the father that if it's just them and the father, they don't restrict upon each other. But in a case where... In a case where there are other people and the father has to donate in the Arab, then they each have to give their own contribution. So now we get more in depth about what types of um, rishios of living asr and which types do not. So Tanar Abanam was taught in a bride. Someone who just has a gatehouse or a porch, not a real, not a real living space. And his friend in the chatzar of his friend. He doesn't asr. He doesn't really live there. If he has a storehouse, he's eight to outros, all place of place of storing things or barns or sheds. He does aser. So a gate, uh, a, a gatehouse, or or the porch is not a base dira, but the place where of, of storing things could is. It's not true. It has to be a real makom dira. So it's not considered to be living there just because you have an oser. It's an interesting machlok. So Rabbi Tanakama, Tanakama holds that storehouses do aser. Rabbi holds they do not. There's a story with someone It's only the Makum where he actually lives that it's a problem. Says the Gemara, Do you think any house asers a chatzar? Meaning, it sounds like anywhere we live. Let's say someone would live in a gatehouse. He shouldn't asser because we're saying it's not a royal ladir. It has to be a place that's suitable for living. If a person sleeps in a random porch, they still doesn't asser. It's not about if someone's actually sleeping there. It has to be a residence which is made for made for living. So the one says, a place that's actually fit uh, for living. So a random gatehouse, even if a person is mamish there, he doesn't. It's not considered to be living. He doesn't asser. The storehouse is a maklokas. Uh, a storehouse is a maklokas. So the gemara just cleaning up the language doesn't mean a place where someone's sleeping. If you have someone sleeping on a porch, it still doesn't asser in the chaser. It has to be a place that's considered fit 
for eating. And that's where the Gemara now gets in. My Malcolm Deer, what defines, what constitutes a place of living? Rav Amar Malcolm Pita, it's a place of bread where a person eats his meals. That's considered leaving. Shmuel Amar Malcolm Lina. So it sounds like that via Machlok is a person that has one house for eating, one house for sleeping. So do they restrict? According to Rav, they restrict from their house where they eat restricts, but not the house where they sleep. That's not considered residence. According to Shmuel, it's the opposite. The place of sleeping is where they restrict, uh, but not the place of eating. So this is what the Gemara was referencing before in the case of the Mishnah where you had the fathers and the brother. So what was going on? It sounded like if they all would sleep and eat totally in the father's house, no question whatsoever, they're just members of the household and the father's contribution works for them. But the Mishnah was saying they sleep in their own home. The simple shot was that but they eat by the father and still the father's contribution didn't work for them. So the Gemara said, you see Malcolm Lina Azgar and not pizza. And that the Gemara said, no, the case is they eat at home as well. It's just the whole connection to the father is just that they get handouts and that's why they have to make separate contributions of their own. The, all the handouts help is that they don't restrict upon the father because they still have somewhat of a loose connection uh, to him.